Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 69 of the Adventure Games Podcast. I hope everyone is well. Uh, This is also the very first video episode of the podcast so if you want to listen to all the previous episodes you can listen to them on adventuregamespodcast.com or on itunes or spotify or anywhere else you listen to podcasts so this week i am joined by marco from red martyr entertainment and he joined me to speak about their new game saint kotar He spoke to me also about the free prologue that they just released, Saint Kotar, the Yellow Mask, which is out now for free on Steam. He also spoke about their Kickstarter for the full game, Saint Kotar, and what rewards you can expect if you back the game. So, without further ado, here is a trailer for Saint Kotar, followed by the interview, so please enjoy. Would you describe this place as a hidden gem in the mountains? Well, it is alluring, isn't it? If I had only ignored her request for a visit. Everything feels so wrong. I am delighted to be joined by Marco from Red Martyr Entertainment, who's working on St. Kotar. Hello, Marco. How are you today? Hello. I'm fine. Thank you. Before we start talking about your game, St. Kotar, which I'm really looking forward to, I was wondering if you could introduce yourself and say what your favorite adventure games are. Oh, uh, well, my first adventure game uh, was Maniac Mansion on, on the on the Commodore 64, uh, but I'd say the, the, my favorite one is the Curse of Monkey Island, because choice. you know because of, of everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the Curse, yes, definitely the, the Curse of Monkey Island is my favorite one. But um, you know the first one is always the best one, so <laughs> Maniac Mansion is is close to my heart always. Of course, yeah, another. Uh, I mean, I would say the first three Monkey Islands are definitely uh, the best. Although I don't mind the fourth one so much. I know a lot of people don't like it, but yeah. I. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's by no means the best adventure game ever, and it's not as good as the first few. I don't think it's so bad. Um, but yeah, and is there any reason why you prefer the Curse of Monkey Island to say the first two Monkey Islands, or is there any particular? Um, well, probably the art style. The art style is really, right. really beautiful. Yeah, because of the art style. Other stuff, probably the story and uh, the puzzles are, are in, in my opinion, uh, better designed and uh, the, the story is better written in the first two. But 
Yeah, definitely the the art style. It's it's what bought me in in the curse of Monkey Island. Right. Yes. So the I think a lot of people love the the art style. Um, you know, it does look absolutely beautiful. And I, I love the different islands and uh, warm, sunny locations that you can go on. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and Manic Mansion, which you mentioned as well, which is, um, you know, again, it's one of the first adventure games that, you know, like what we what we know. And uh, it is a very ahead of its time, I think, uh, because you can play with different characters who have different skills and abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you could do even uh, you could uh, progress through the story in, in uh, different ways uh, mm-hmm. with different characters and I was re- I was really scared uh, back then uh, to play with uh, I, I don't, Bernard yes and, yes uh, and the old lady I don't know her name uh, Edna Is it Edna right? Nurse Edna yes 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 I was really scared by her when when she always uh, run from from the from the, how, what's, what's the, the, the name of? Taking um, me back now. Is it, is it the basement or the house or the? No, when you when you were in the kitchen, the, she she will always run to you uh, from the from the hall. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a long time since I played it, but yes, I, I remember it was quite a creepy game. Yes, yes. <laughs> for a kid, especially, yeah. Yeah, it was like, uh, it had horror themes, like some horror elements in it. And yeah. it was interesting how Days of Tentacle just was completely different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, no, that's, that's, that's very interesting then. And then, as we mentioned, you're working on St. Kotar, and by the time this episode goes out, your Kickstarter will have been um, out. And so what, what can you tell us about your company then? Um, wh- when did you start a company and um, h- how did you get involved in making an adventure game? Oh, uh, well, uh, I started this company. I founded it uh, 10 years ago, but uh, the first, uh, my first business wasn't uh, a studio. We, we, I didn't have a, studio, a game development studio in the beginning. Uh, I had a gaming workshop here in Croatia, uh, and then uh, when I get tired of it, uh, sometime in 2017, uh, I founded this studio. The, it was first named uh, Tanais Games. This was the this was the name. Yes. The first name. Yes, of the studio. So we rebranded the studio last year, at the end of of, of the last year, uh, uh, to Red Martyr Entertainment. And uh, how do, did I start? Um, you know, I didn't have any experience. This is the first project we are working on. Uh, our mistake was with St. Cotter. Uh, the mistake was to that we announced it very, very early in development. And we were really, uh, how do you say, uh, we were really, <laughs> let's say, young. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> For game development, we we did a lot of prototyping. We did uh, we did uh, tons of mistakes. Uh, we worked remotely, entirely remotely. It was it was back then entirely remotely. So we we moved only the core team moved into into an office uh, last year. So when when somebody asks me uh, when did we start, I'd say always in 2019 because. Uh, <laughs> Before that, it was really chaos, and um, 
I don't know. It was it was cool. I'd say it, it was cool. It was <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, we worked a lot, but we did so many mistakes, and uh, we we had some some uh, uh, we had the demo already. Then we decided to change some stuff under the hood, in technical terms. Uh, so here 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 we are. We are eight days from from the release of the prologue and the start of the of the Kickstarter campaign. Hope everything will go fine. Um, so far, uh, we had uh, about 50 playtesters to play the, the the prologue, and they all loved the game. There are, of course, some some things that some some individuals don't like, some others like, but uh, all in all, in general, they they like the prologue. Well, that, that's great to hear. I mean, it's. It's impossible to please everybody, that's <laughs> what yeah, I've learned. <laughs> for some people, the puzzles will be too difficult, others the puzzles yeah. will be too easy, um, yeah. others it'll be maybe too much horror, too little horror. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I know you mentioned that uh, you were, you know, when you were young, when you started, you said you, met, you made some mistakes, but then do you think that you learned from them then because that this has helped you then? Um, oh. That's... Um, uh, because you know what what I tell people is what people told me similar that uh, oh yeah we started I think a lot of developers probably done the same that uh, when they start a project they share some screenshots or they make an announcement and then people are very excited and they want the game like right now immediately <laughs> yeah. and so but um, no a lot of people I know are, are really looking forward to this game what I see online is that a lot of people seem to be you know really excited about this game and I know I, I am it's looking great um, so for, first of all then before we get into the game I was wondering if you could let us because you mentioned that your the name of your company was Tanice Games first so I was wondering yes. if uh, you, you could let us know why did you change the name of the company uh, was it to distinguish yourselves or to if, you don't, if you're not able to answer don't worry <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's okay uh, well I wanted to rebrand because I wanted a fresh start you know uh, sure. we did as, as like I said, uh, we we made so so many mistakes, and uh, um, to be quite honest, uh, um, I didn't like the Tenice Games name uh, in, in the beginning. You know, from from the start. Um, Red Martyr, uh, on the other hand, um, has a lot of symbolism in 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 it. Um, it's it's based on the idea that the martyrs. Uh, are people who never back up, you know, who 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 will uh, rather die than than back up on their own, you know, values and and how they see the world. So this is the main idea behind the, the name. Uh, we are still here. We are still uh, doing developing the prologue after all the mistakes we did. So we never never really gave up on our dreams to make Senkotar a game. Uh, of course, this is just uh, at the beginning. This we 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 have to to have a successful Kickstarter campaign, and we have people. We need people to like the the prologue to 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 back us on Kickstarter, of course. But I am um, confident it will go. Uh, everything will go fine, and that we will continue developing the the full game. Um, the full game will have. The prologue is just about 10% of the full game. So if we consider that the prologue has 
two to three hours of gameplay time, sometimes for some players, players even four hours. So you can imagine how much it will go for the full game. Uh, we also have uh, branching storylines, etc., etc. So I don't want to drag on. You can you can ask me specific oh, no. about about the game. <laughs> yeah, no, go 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 ahead. You know, <laughs> I'm uh, delighted to find out more. So. Um, so yes, yeah, so I mean I think it's a, it's, it's a great choice that after, as you mentioned after everything you're still here you're still working away and we're very close to well the finish line of the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so the, <laughs> we're very close now to the Kickstarter and the prologue. So finally we can get our hands on the game and get a taste of the game then. Um, but um, t- so then uh, about the prologue first we mentioned it's only ten percent and we were saying before we started recording that the prologue would. Uh, would be as long as I would say a lot of adventure games are <laughs> nowadays. A long, lot of full adventure games. So it seems like we still get a full experience, and not with this game, but in general, we can get a a large taste, <laughs> a gulp of what to expect. Yeah. So w- what can you tell us then about? Uh, we can start off with uh, with the story of Saint Cotar and the plot. So what can you tell us about the story? Oh. Uh... Without that, spoiling. Uh, yes, well. that's that's all the tricky part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, you play with two two characters. Uh, you can switch between them, and they these two characters came uh, in Svetikota as let's say tourists. They 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 came into Svetikota to attend an exhibition of medieval arts. Um, then. Uh, let me Stop think I'm sure they have a lovely experience, they have a lovely holiday, nothing happens, and they go back home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> End of game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, well, uh, after arriving, uh, some, some things start to happen. Um, these things are... Um, Macabre murders, and uh, everything points out that these murders are, are related to witchcraft and devil worship. So they start to investigate, and um, as they are, uh, each of these characters is looking to has has his own own desire. They don't they don't have quietly the same desire. But they're all uh, they're they're both moving into the same direction without spoiling. I, I have to talk like this, like I know, I know, <laughs> in a mysterious way, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, um, since the prologue is just a bit, is 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 really the beginning of the of the full game, I think I should just leave this this sure. uh, <laughs> unanswered. Uh, to the end and just leave the players to play it uh, when it comes out on June 18. Uh, it the, the the prologue will will um, make an introduction into the into the full story and they will have a good idea what what will really happen afterwards in the in the full game and what what these two characters will be looking for. Sure, no, that sounds perfect. That's um, because I, I know to me whenever I review games as well. I always try not to spoil things. I always because some reviews that I read, it's like to give the whole story away, and I hate doing that. So, so most of the time I say, well, this character meets this character, and then things happen, things escalate. You find out. Um, so, but I was wondering then, 
Uh, so you mentioned the two characters then who arrive in this village called Veti uh, Kotar. Yeah. And are you able to tell us anything about the characters, about a little bit who they are? Or again, is that a spoiler? So are they investigators? Are they normal people? Or, well, normal people, you know, are they like us? Or are they uh, ghost hunters or detectives? Or what What can you tell us, if anything? Um, or well, do we find out later who they are? <laughs> well, I can say they are in the service of God. <laughs> That's okay. all. They are, not, they are not detectives. They are not uh, nothing like uh, ghost hunters or something like that, yes. They are ordinary people who just came to see this exhibition of medieval arts. And yeah, they, they, are, they, they didn't come alone. There, there was a woman who came with, with them. So you have to, to, to play the game to know where is she. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, I mean, yeah. I, that's, I'm looking forward to finding out more about them. And um, now there, you mentioned as well, it's in Zveti Kotar. Uh, yeah. what, what can you tell us about this village? Is this a... Well, is, is this village, is it based on any real location or is it set in any particular country or is this entirely fictional? Yes, the, the town itself is fictional, but it's um, it's located in, in the mountainous region of Croatia. Uh, this region is, we are from Croatia, so this, this makes this makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this this region uh, in real life is really beautiful. It's it's uh, it, it has a lot of untouched nature, and uh, it's one of my favorite region in Croatia. Uh, you can imagine something like Twin Peaks, or uh, I don't know um, which 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 other movie or game. Alan Wake comes mm, to mind. Yes. Also. Yeah. So um, we we put this fictional town Sveti Kotar in, in the in the region in the mountainous region of Croatia that is called Gorski Kotar. So it has some connections with the name. Uh, the town itself uh, visually is uh, is a combination of our own imagination and uh, a few other small villages or, or towns from, from the region from so real life locations will be will be in the in the game. Interesting. So it's so part fictional, part based on real life. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I, I guess after playing Saint Kotar, I might have to visit that <laughs> town just to <laughs> uh, just, just to see how oh, this is where it was. I I also feel like with um, when I saw the trailer and when I see some of the screenshots, I get sort of um, a Silent Hill vibe yeah. as well. Um, is, is that one of the inspirations behind the game? Was that um, it, for the dark screen uh, screenshots? But maybe it's a coincidence. Um, it's it's a coincidence. Uh, mm. a, a lot of a lot of fans and uh, people when when they see the trailers or sc- some screen, screenshots, they they always they, they always mention Silent Hill. Sometimes Only the Dark, Black Mirror, um, mm. yeah, Alan Wake also. So it's it's really just a coincidence because I, I can't say more, but but the fog and uh, the setting is really connected to to the story. It really okay. has something to do with with the background story and the lore from the games from from this town particularly. So it's it's I should stop. I should just stop. <laughs> let the players play. 
I, I know it's very, very difficult to talk about it without yeah. spoilers because I know some developers have been working long on their games that uh, when, when they get a chance to speak that they I've had other developers say that they want to talk in more detail <laughs> that <laughs> but uh, no sure players will find out uh, for themselves you know what the story is behind the fog and, and the village then and um, so then you, you you mentioned before regarding the gameplay that there is a, a branching path uh, what can you tell us about uh, these branching paths then um so or can you tell us anything again without spoiling or yeah uh well of course there are many decisions immediately in this prologue not not just the full game that impact what will happen later on um there are lots of stuff in the prologue that you do but that 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 um that you don't have an idea what what will uh, what will this uh, how do you say um, uh, what will happen know. because because of that you know because you, you don't know what this decision what what you you did right now what will impact later on in the in the full game so uh, some probably some some stuff in the prologue will be, will be for the players will be maybe confusing a little bit because they, they will really don't have a clue what what this hap- what this means for, for the full game but everything they do in the prologue will affect the the storylines and the, the gameplay also later on in the full game I can probably say uh, one one just one sure. just one example. Uh, you can, you can. There, there are locations that that you, you that you don't have to to visit at all. But uh, one of them is the lake, uh, is location at the lake. If you visit the lake, there's uh, a boat there. You can you can pull this boat because it's it's uh, it's pushed away. It's off the shore. You can pull it with a rope to to bring it closer to 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 the bridge. Uh, when you pull it there, you can choose what to do next. You can cut the rope. You don't have to cut the rope. You can push the boat away again, or you can leave it right there. Uh, what you do uh, in, in this particular moment in, in the prologue with this boat, or you don't at all, uh, will affect uh, your possibility to use that boat later on in the full game. because. Uh, with one character, you can cut the rope and push the boat, and that's it. You you cannot you cannot possibly get this boat back to you later on in the full game. Uh, if you do that, you will have uh, a much harder time to get to the other side of the, of the lake because you'll have to go there. <laughs> so uh, you will make uh, in this particular moment you will get something that will. Um, that will make uh, your life easier in the game in that particular moment and a little bit uh, after that. But uh, if you push the boat and uh, and cut the rope, you will have a much harder time later on in the full game to get to the to the other to the other side of of the lake. So okay. uh, <laughs> things like this. Uh, this is just one example. There are many sure. many examples. Sure. 
immediately in the, in the in, right in, in the prologue, but there will be a lot of a lot more in the full game. Okay, so then when we play the full game, so can we? So do we have to play the? Do we play the prologue again, or will we have already played the prologue and then the decisions will affect um, what happens in the full game? Or can you explain how how that would work? Yeah, uh, I don't know if you played Broken Sword Five, uh, the first yes. episode. Yeah. Yes. So when when the full game came out, you could choose if you want to play just the first episode, mm. and then or or you or do you want? Uh, I mean, uh, you you could choose to play the game from from the start, which includes the episode one, of course, or you could choose just to to continue the game from episode two and and on onwards. So something like that, uh, we, we will do something something similar. You know, you you will we will we will give you a, a choice to to decide whether you want to play the the prologue or you you you'll just want or if you want you can just continue playing the game after the the prologue. But this is this is then uh, a problem with these decisions. So we'll have to figure out how to do that because we will probably have to to decide. Okay, this is this is what the, the most of the players will do, and just put this in as if you, as if you play the prologue. So if okay. you click, so if you click continue the game after the prologue, you will just continue as as if if you played the prologue, but. Uh, the decisions that will be there will be ours. So uh, we will suggest that that that, you, that uh, after after the full game is developed and and released that you play from the start because of course we will we will also improve things in the meantime from from the prologue up to the to the release of the full game. We will add probably more sounds, uh, better animations. Uh, maybe even some technical stuff like uh, visual effects, the fog will be, will be improved, etc. So we don't have much much time left to, to do these things, but for the full game, we will we will of course improve all of them. Okay, oh that sounds that sounds good. Yes, yeah, so you have the option then or um, to replay, but uh, I'm guessing a lot of people probably want to replay it as well to get back yeah, uh, yeah remind themselves of the story and the characters and <laughs> and so then um with regards to the puzzles then so what or what type of gameplay can we expect in the game what type of puzzles can we expect then and uh, what can you tell us about their difficulty level because i know that this is also another thing for developers that's very difficult very challenging um you know how challenging do you make the puzzles? Because we mentioned before with our recording, well, actually during recording, that the puzzle will please everybody. Some people say the puzzle is too difficult. Some say they're too easy. So what has been your focus on the puzzles? How did you go about making the puzzles for St. Kotar? Uh, well, my vision for St. Kotar is, is to make a game that is story-driven, above all, and choice-driven. Like I said before, for with this uh, boat example, but it's not really just um, things like if you want to push a boat or not. Uh, there are things that what you say to other characters also influence the what what will happen afterwards. So 
Uh, it's about story-driven and choice-driven. Um, it's not really puzzle-driven. Uh, so, uh, of course, this is a point-and-click adventure game and we have puzzles. But in general, they are, at least in the prologue, they are easy. Um, as, as it should be, of course, because it's, it's the beginning of the game and you, you, have, to, you have to introduce uh, the story to the players. And um, so the puzzles really shouldn't be hard. Um, but later on in the full game, uh, puzzles will get harder. That's, that's, that's for sure. Uh, but if, if some, someone comes to play Senkota with the idea that he will uh, play a game like, I don't know, um, Monkey Island that was heavy on puzzles. Uh, no, it, it, I don't think he will be, he will, lo he will love the game for, for this element of, of um, I, I don't know. I don't know really if, if, uh, if there are uh, play testers so far, they said in general that uh, puzzles are not hard. They are easy to, to moderate. So um, my idea is not to make any, um, not to make a game that is puzzle driven and that has a hard or, or moon logic uh, uh, mm, logic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you there because that's you know that's something that has really plagued the adventure game genre, especially older games. You're thinking, how can I possibly get this? Yeah. So I, I do prefer your approach, and you know I think with um, people say that puzzles might be easy, also might be just that the puzzles are logical, that they make yeah. sense, <laughs> that yeah. because especially with a serious game like Saint Cotar, I imagine. It's more difficult to have the type of puzzles that are in Monkey Island that yeah. is comedy driven and fantasy driven because you know if you combine a monkey in a pulley with a monkey wrench, you know, in Saint Cotar, it's like they make. And I, I you know, I, personally, I think that it might because I've played other adventure games, other like horror serious games that had these type of puzzles, or and it kind of. Not destroy the game, but it does bring the game down. It's like, wait, what? Why am I doing this? So I think I, I would agree with you. And game like this, I think that uh, the focus should be on story and then choice driven, and there's some logical puzzles that make sense. So then yeah. in the Steam, uh, in the Steam page as well, you mentioned that we get a glimpse of a vast and foreboding world to explore. So um, I, I take it then through. Uh, there will be some world building in the prologue. So, what type of world building can we can we expect? If that's not a spoiler, if if that makes any sense. Uh, well, uh, like I said, this is just uh, some some something like ten percent of the full game. So mm -hmm. you you explore something like ten locations in the prologue. Um, the full game will have something like uh, 70 to 80, uh, 80 uh, locations uh, that that you will have that you will have to explore to to finish, of course, the the, the full game. Uh, some locations will be even uh, optionals. Like I said, you 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 some locations are there. You can explore them, but you don't have to. It's up to you what what you how how will you progress through the story. Um, of course, as as um, and this is also in the prologue, uh, some locations uh, change with 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 the plot. So it 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 depends on what's happening 
more particularly when when you you start to play the game, you'll see that the house where you wake up changes where in particular moments of of the game. So um, some locations will get from from um, being uh, daylight in daylight uh, during the day. And then, then, uh, then you'll you'll access them. Then you you'll get back to them uh, during the night. Uh, the the main idea is to to give the player a sense that he is really in this small town, that he is a stranger in this town, he is a tourist, and that he is trying to to do what he he wants to do, what what the characters want to do, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I, I answered your, your no, question you're, about, about the world. Um, yeah, definitely. And no spoilers as well, which is very yeah. impressive. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, you I, answered. I can, and <laughs> yeah, I, I could just, just mention that, of course, there's the town and there's the surrounding of the town. Uh, so, like I said before, this is the mountainous region. So there will be uh, some locations in the mountains, uh, inside the mountains. Uh, in inside the, the forest, um, yeah. So basically, that's it. But they are all different. They are not. They are not uh, made the same way. Or uh, there's no reuse of assets. <laughs> if, <Right>. if, <laughs> <laughs> so ev- everything is unique then. The <laughs> yes. Yes. Each location is unique. Yes. Okay. No, that that sounds very interesting. And then speaking about the locations, because another thing that at least grabbed my attention is, uh, well, the graphics and the art style, because it has a very distinctive, you know, art style. Now, uh, what? Um, first of all, I was wondering, because since this is audio, <laughs> I was wondering for uh, can, how how would you describe the the art style of Saint Cotar and uh, the graphics? Uh, well, it. It's a semi-realistic style, so uh, semi-realistic. Uh, we are using um, there, there's there's everything going going under the hood, but uh, basically uh, we approach the scene building when we are just uh, starting. We we of course make uh, a concept art for, for the location. Um, it's a process where uh, I imagine a, a location. Uh, I say to my uh, artist to to draw a concept art for that. Then we, you know, we brainstorm a little bit to to see how how to approach this this location, gameplay wise, technical wise, etc. Uh, etc. Et uh, then we start building it uh, using 3D models. Uh, once we are good with the camera perspective, we lock this perspective, and then we start uh, using uh, some photos, and uh, then we we paint over these photos to blend them all in, you know, in what what we have <laughs> in one uh, cohesive location that looks, I think, I believe, uh, good. Uh, of course, at, at the end, uh, we also put uh, the particle effects, the, the fog, the, the cloud that, that are moving, etc., etc., the smoke, for example. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So this is a semi-realistic style. We are something like, you know, 
the name says it's we are something in between between realism and um, and painted painted uh, backgrounds yeah well it it lo- it looks very it sounds like a lot of work <laughs> yeah yeah kind of going through <laughs> yeah too much work probably <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I think it seems to be working out because the the graphics look very nice, and from what I've seen in the trailer, uh, it seems to, seems to work out well. Seems to look nice as well. And how many people? I meant to ask you this before. How many people are on the team uh, to make the game and to uh, make the graphics then as well and do what you uh, what you mentioned? Um, well, so- <laughs> uh, there's just, just there's just one one uh, person working as a background artist. Artist. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we are a team of four. Uh, this is this is the core team. So it's it's me. It's the the developer. Uh, it's uh, the the girl who is doing the the PR and uh, quality assurance, and so some some small uh, some other small tasks. Uh, this is there's the background artist, and then we have a few freelancers who are working f- for us. For example, for for the for the sound, for the audio. Uh, um, one one person is working with us as a consultant, as as a programmer, and we have a, a character uh, artist and animator. That, that is also he is not part of the core team because whenever we need uh, a character to be made, we just give him a task, he makes it, and then just returns it, and we we put it inside the, the game. So um, of course it would be a, a lot easier if we could just hire all of these people the, and work with them full time in in the office, but uh, the budget doesn't allow us. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully with the Kickstarter, maybe you'll be able to hire more people then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope. <laughs> I hope. Uh, well, well, we'll see. And um, and then speaking of the sound, um, you recently announced that you had uh, cast a famous actor in a role. Mm. Uh, what what can you tell us about that? <laughs> so who who did you cast then? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, it's Happy Anderson. He played a lot of roles uh, in some TV shows, like uh, what's the name on Cinemax? Uh, Nick, I, I think it's 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 the name. He played with uh, Will Smith in uh, Bright. So it's a Netflix film movie. Yes. yes. Yeah, uh, Bird Box with Sandra Bullock. Uh, he is gonna appear in the next X-Men. Uh, I think it's called New Mutants. Uh, if I if I'm not if I'm right. Yeah, I think um, so. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, he's he's um, he's best known for his role as Jerry Brudos, the serial killer, the, the real life serial killer in the Netflix uh, more, uh, TV show uh, Mindhunter. Uh, yes, and, I, I yeah. think so. Yeah, uh, I really liked. Uh, I, I'm crazy about about Mindhunter. This I, I rewatched the, the 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 show. I don't know, probably ten times already. And uh, uh, Happy uh, was really great in in his role as Jerry Brothers, and he's um, he's almost identical to a character we have in our in in in, in the in the town of Svetikotar, the innkeeper. 
the character is, is Davor. So um, when I saw Mindhunter, it was last year, I started to fantasize, uh, fantasize how 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 good it will be it will be to to have happy on on board on this project. Um, a few months ago, uh, I contacted his agents. Uh, we exchanged a lot of emails <laughs> before we we made a deal, and so here here it is. He's he's on board. He already recorded the lines for us. And uh, they will be included, of course, in the prologue on release date. Wow! Congratulations, because yeah. it's a it's it's a, it's a huge uh, well victory for you guys to get someone like Happy Anderson uh, to play the character. Because usually with adventure games, apart from a few exceptions, there I mean the acting the actors have become better over the years, but they're very rarely like A-list actors like uh, like Happy Anderson. So. Yeah. Um, so we know the voice acting is sorted. We know that's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, no, that's that's great. And do you know if he will voice uh, in Saint Qatar in the full game by any chance, or is that still too early um, to say? If Happy Anderson will appear again in the full game, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, great. Yeah, uh, probably not only as Davor, but also as his cousin. But we will we will have to to renegotiate the the deal <laughs> later after the Kickstarter. So we we we'll see if uh, we will have the the funds to 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 get this deal through. Uh, of course, I just want to add that not only Happy Anderson, he's he's the the one that is best known from all the actors, but but we really have um, a great 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 talents for other actors like Mike Bodie. He he played. He gave his voice to Tom Clancy's Division, uh, to Ghost Recon. Um, he played also in the movie with. Ah, um, uh, what's the movie? Um, I, I can't can't remember the name. Uh, with Morgan Freeman. Um, I, I, I can't really. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, well, he, can't he, remember. In, he was in a movie with Morgan Freeman. That's, yeah, that's that's enough. <laughs> that's all you need to say. Yes. Um, yeah, Mike Body and uh, Michael Schwalbeck. He he gave his voice for, voice for uh, Ori and the Blind Forest uh, in Devil May Cry 5, um, in Half Life, the new Half Life Alex. So. Um, we really have a great pool of talent as voice actors in the prologue and later on in the full game. I hope I hope I'll 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 be able to attract more A uh, actors for the full game. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I mean, look, this 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 will help. But you know, I imagine that if you say, look, we have these actors <laughs> so do you want to join us and join them <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, i imagine that make things easier yeah yeah uh, if we're one person more people <laughs> yeah yeah I'm... i mean even if you just had these people that would that, that would still be like wow it's still very impressive so yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so well looking forward to hearing uh them them speak then in the game and then 
in the what can you tell us about the music then because uh, for especially for horror games and atmospheric games um the, the music of course is is important to help set the atmosphere so what can you tell us about the uh, type of music that you use in the game and how do you go about uh, composing? Well, we have uh, two brothers. They are with us. As, like I said before, uh, they are just um, freelancers. Uh, they are working with us for, uh, I don't know, probably from the, from the start, if, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. Um, all I say just you you need to give me a creepy soundtrack in this part of the game. <laughs> That's it. They handle everything else. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 hard to to explain to 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 explain how how the music will be. It will be it's it's a psychological horror after all. So of course it will be haunting. It will be creepy, dark. Um, the playtesters really loved the, the, the soundtracks. Uh, they couldn't love the sounds because the most, a lot of them were still missing when they started playing. But they they, they will be all uh, in the game on on release, of course. So um, we 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 still have a lot of work uh, specifically for for the sound department. Uh, so. Um, I, I think we have um, something like 200 sound effects, just sound effects, and each each location has its own uh, soundtrack. So we have something like 12 12 soundtracks, because of course there's the main menu, etc. But um, what we are trying to do is um, is uh, to have a movie-like approach. So of course, not just movie like it's it's already it has already been seen in in video games. When something happens, when you do something, uh, the soundtrack changes, and there are some one shot sounds that that follow your the, the situation you are in. So I believe it will be it will be great. It will be great because I really have um, faith in these two guys I mentioned. There I, I can. Say their, their names, Yure. Yure. It's it's really hard to to say his name in, in English, but but it's Yure and Borna, Borna uh, from from Zagreb. Yes. Um, I don't know if you have a particular question about the sound. Maybe I could. Maybe I could no, a, well, I mean I, I think you've explained it you know very well. Let's just say creepy music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I, I, I imagine as well, in particular for... I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of sound effects already. 200 to me sounds like a lot. Yeah. Um, so... And, just, just for the prologue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so th this prologue, which is, I believe, is rapidly becoming like a full game. <laughs> it sounds like it from what, from what you're saying. And um, no, that's um, I mean, from everything you're telling me, like it, it definitely looks, you know, we can see that you're putting a huge amount of work and effort into everything uh, regarding the sound then as well. And what uh, what languages will the game be in then? Because what I imagine English um, it, it'll be in. Uh, will it be in any other languages as well? Yes. Yes. Uh, German, uh, Russian, Polish, 
Turkish, uh, most probably on release, there will be also Brazilian Portuguese and Italian. Wow. <laughs> this, this, the last two, uh, we are not sure if we will make it because there will be, this, is, this will be really a photo finish <laughs> localization. But uh, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I, of course, uh, I would have loved to have even the French, the Spanish, uh, the, Ch the Chinese, because um, I didn't know that before, but uh, Chinese are really, really crazy about adventure games. So, but of course, this is, we have 17,000 words in the prologue and to, to translate in, uh, in, uh, in, even just one language, it's it's really it's really expensive. So uh, mm -hmm. since we this this is a free prologue and we are aiming to raise funds on Kickstarter, uh, this is really the the, the most we, we could do with uh, with the localization. So I, I, uh, for the full game, of course, we will aim to have French, of course, besides this this one I, I mentioned, French and Spanish uh, and Chinese. Okay, no, so it still sounds like a like a lot. As you mentioned, for a free prologue and all these different languages, that's yeah. uh, again more than a lot most full games. Um, <laughs> and so then your work, your uh, I know when we're recording, you still haven't done a kicks or released a Kickstarter, but by the time this is released, uh, hopefully it will be on Kickstarter. Um, is there is there anything you can tell us about the Kickstarter? So. Um, I mean, I, I, well, I suppose uh, my first question is, uh, why did you decide to use Kickstarter? Is there any particular reason why you use Kickstarter rather than try and, uh, you know, find a publisher? Or is, is was this a decision that you guys made early on that this is what you wanted to do to involve the fans? Or, um, yeah. or what can yeah. you tell us? Yeah, uh, it was on um, one of the one of the reasons was to involve of course the fans to make the game with with them because i think this this is the best the best approach uh, but um, of course uh, kickstarter has become also a good promotion promotional mm -hmm. uh, platform not not just to raise funds but the 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 main the main idea why why kickstarter because i really w wanted to avoid uh, the publishers uh, it's not that that I have something against them, no, because I don't know. Maybe maybe in the end we 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 will get a deal <laughs> with with the publisher, of course. Uh, they can they can really help, but uh, it really depends on which publishers and what type of deal you make with them. So um, it will be the best. The best case will be just to to raise enough funds on Kickstarter and do do the game by ourselves. But um, I don't know. We will see because uh, to to make to create develop uh, a game of this sort like Senkotter, it, it really is uh, within the genre of adventure games. Point and click. It really has, I think, a top quality production. Um, and this this is not this is not cheap. So um, of uh, the the, kick, the Kickstarter sum we raise, it's not a sum we get. Of course, there are also taxes, the provision that the Kickstarter takes for for themselves. So 
uh, we'll see what how much how much funds we'll be able to raise and what what in the end would, would come out maybe i don't know maybe we raise funds and then also find a publisher i i, I don't know we'll see that, that has happened. I, I have heard it happening that people go on Kickstarter, they're very successful, and then on top of that, publishers come to them. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, so you, you never know. So it might get the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, you know, recently I've been seeing as well that some Kickstarters that they have, you know, so have been successful. That uh, for adventure games as well. That there's definitely I see a resurgence in interest. Um, so. Um, but I think you've uh, the good thing about you guys is that you guys have raised awareness about the game way before as well. That so people, yeah. a lot of people know about the game already, and I've been uh, eagerly anticipating it. So I think that that will help. And what what apart from the game then as well itself, uh, what ca- what type of rewards can people expect if you're able to mention that at the moment? Or <laughs> oh well, uh, of course the 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 lowest ones will be just just the key for the game but we will have also uh, tiers that include uh, the key and um, the, uh, the digital art book the the soundtrack uh, also we have an interactive animated comic book in 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 the in the making that will cover uh, part of the background story of of the full game so uh, this these things that will happen in in the comic book are are related to the events in the in the in the full game, and in the prologue, of course. Uh, so there, there will be tiers that include also the animated comic book. We will have also the physical edition, uh, collector's edition that will include the the boxed version of of the game. Along with uh, physical, um, um, what do you say, a physical, a real life mask that that will that you will you will have uh, a chance to find. Uh, I am accentuated. Um, I'm highlighting this. You will have a chance because um, if you don't if you don't know where to look, you will not have, you will not find this mask. So. Uh, you can find this mask in um, in the prologue, and uh, one of these tiers will include also this 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 mask um, in a physical uh, how do you say in, in a physical uh, yeah in a physical package in the physical yeah 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 um, of course there will be some limited to, to just one one backer uh, this will be high high tiers. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there there will be they, they are going from uh, nine hundred euros and and <laughs> and higher. This I, I I don't want to spoil this, but but okay, yeah, okay. They, they, will, they will be limited to to, to just one person. Uh, uh, also, there will be some tiers that will include your portrait um, to be displayed in some in some buildings around uh, the town. Uh, also, we will have a top tier uh, that will give you the chance to to come to to the region of uh, where we to the fictional region of in, in like I mentioned before in the mountainous mm-hmm. region of Croatia, the Gorska Kotar, and we will be your guide for three days. Uh, everything ex- except the trip will be will be paid will be included in this in this tier. Also, you will if 
this will be limited to seven seven persons and this is just this is not just a number seven it's it's really related to something in the story in the prologue because there are seven disciples of a priest in the story and you can become one of them so you will have a chance to get a statue uh, in the game with your own uh, you know character you you will be a statue in the game uh, you will be one of these seven disciples that are really that are really uh, like saints for for the inhabitants in the, in the in the in the game in the town. Um, yeah, that's pretty much interesting. Uh, it's a, yeah. Again, it sounds like you've taught taught it out well. The rewards <laughs> as well. They're very interesting yeah. rewards. That um, you know, get a you know tour private tour guide of the locations which inspired Saint yeah. Kotar. That sounds yeah, very real, very interesting. <laughs> real life location that appear uh, in in the full in in the game, not just in the full game, but also in the prologue. Uh, we will visit with whoever or or if anyone buys this top tier because it's not cheap. Let's be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, yeah. the people, if you know, when they see it, they might they might think you know they might they might go for it. <laughs> um, oh well, that sounds. Very interesting then. Well, um, I I think that's all the questions that I that I have, that you've covered everything. You, and I'm really looking forward to it now myself, even more so now than I was, because uh, uh, as I mentioned, you know, for a long time, I've been, you know, uh, looking forward to it as well. Is there is there anything that you would like to... Oh, first of all, where can people find you? I always forget this <laughs> question. <laughs> the most important question, probably. I, I would... <laughs> I will include the links in the show notes to the Kickstarter and to your website and that as well. But just for people listening, where can people find you? Okay, well, so we have uh, the official website of the studio, redmartyr.com. We have an official website for the game, saintkotar.com. Uh, we are, of course, on every every major uh, social <laughs> platform, Facebook with both uh, the, the the studios page and uh, the games uh, page on Twitter, likewise uh, for for the studio and and uh, the game. Uh, on Instagram we have a Discord server. Uh, they can also subscribe to our newsletters. Uh, we are also on Pinterest, on DeviantArt, on uh, <laughs> image everywhere, image, <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> YouTube. On Steam, we, we have frequent updates, you know, we, we frequently update with news and we always, of course, uh, respond to, to questions there. So we are really everywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can vouch for that. I can definitely see because I'm part of the social media and I see that you guys do update and I see you guys do interact with fans on, on social media and on Discord as well. So um, so that's that's great. So. Uh, yeah, so then um, where can people... F- I don't know, whatever we asked that question. I'm tired now as well. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I was about to ask you the exact same question. <laughs> just to be sure. Just to, just, just to be yeah. sure we got that. Um, no, my, my next question is my final question is, uh, is there anything that you would like to say to people listening apart from b- to back you guys on Kickstarter and to uh, get the game? Also, wishlist the game, I imagine. That's, uh, yeah. that's important as well. But is there anything else that you would like to say um, before we finish? Oh, well, um, 
Not in particular, but because I think we really covered everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's important. And no spoilers. And no spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers, yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, we will have, uh, if if someone misses a Kickstarter or uh, doesn't want to, to back us there, we will have a supporter pack on Steam, of course. This supporter pack will have uh, well, the soundtrack from the prologue, uh, digital art book, um, a print, um, how do I say this, um, an image to print yourself uh, the T-shirt of of the of the of the game that will be in in the in the in the Kickstarter. Uh, also, we will uh, currently the, the prologue is only available on Steam. But uh, hopefully, by the end of this week, we will have a green light from GOG. Oh, congratulations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let cross the fingers crossed. And uh, the game will also be available on each EO. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, what else to say. <laughs> other, other than, yeah, this is, this is our baby. This is our first baby. Uh, we might have, we we did a lot of mistakes. Uh, the first mistake was to announce the game too early, because uh, yeah, we were ex excited about the game, so we we decided to put it out and uh, to announce the game will be I don't know uh, out in a few months, and then <laughs> we are here in 2020, and the game is. Is about to come out. So you you would be amazed how many developers do that. That they start work even very experienced developers who I've spoken to. They do that. They announce a game. They say, "Oh, it, we expect this game to be out within a couple of months or a year." And then ten years later, they're still <laughs> working. On. So you are far from alone. And if that is the biggest mistake that you guys make then quite frankly it's probably not a mistake at all because you got you got people excited <laughs> yeah. um but um but yeah and actually there is another question if you can answer what you can say is because i know this is far down the line so when you've released uh saint kotar do you have any ideas for any other games you might uh, want to make, or a series, or a standalone. No, again, completely up to you how you answer, because <laughs> I don't yeah. want to give I don't want to give any spoilers for this game, and I know that things might change. But yeah. uh, are, do you have any ideas for any, what you might do after you release yeah. this? After a holiday, well, after a long holiday, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and rest and beer and. <laughs> yes, yes, of course we have. Um, right now, I have six to seven ideas what what what, what to make after Saint Quater. Uh, it it will be an adventure game, most probably again a point and click adventure game like Saint Quater, because now we have established a good workflow. We have this our own custom framework in Unity. So it will be really a shame to to switch uh, to to some other genre or uh, to go I don't know do something in Unreal. Um, we will be we will be able to to develop the the, the next project much much faster because of, of of these things I mentioned. Probably in a year and a, and a half or a top two years, uh, we will be able to to release 
the next project after St. Cotter. Um, I have I have ideas uh, about making some sci-fi like Blade Runner, something like that. Uh, also, some ideas, uh, something like maybe not not a point and click, but we will have to to create again the the, the uh, a new framework, etc., etc. So the idea to make something like Silent Hill. Uh, it's it's really hard. So uh, I think we'll stick with with the point and click genre, at least for for the next few few titles, uh, because uh, I really love what, what what I love is the the point and click genre and the RPG. The RPG is probably uh, even even the, my favorite one. The Baldur's Gate and the Fallout series are my favorite games of all time. Uh, but um, our, our studio is really to make good stories. It's not about John, but it's to have to create stories that are story-driven and choice-driven. That's that's the main that's the main idea behind our titles. So um, I don't know, probably a sci-fi like Blade Runner or something like Alan Wake, Silent Hill, something like that. Well, we will see. It's it's really like like we said before. It's it's really too far away right now. So yes. <laughs> let's, let's first finish Stan Filter, then, then we'll see. What... <laughs> I, I completely agree. You have enough on your plate, I think, at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, whatever you... First of all, I'm really looking forward to playing the prologue and then the full game, well, the fuller game, and then whatever you guys do next. Um, I look forward to hearing more about it so um well thank you very much marco it's been an absolute pleasure and um and yeah no i hope that uh we're recording this when the covid at least is still at least here hopefully uh, in the future it can when it finishes um we can meet and i because i've always wanted to go to croatia <laughs> yeah that so, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe you i'll be the one <laughs> maybe you can buy the top tier <laughs> I'll, I'll, see, I'll, I'll have to check my bank account if, <laughs> I would love to, um, but may, maybe you know, at, at at the very least, I'd still like to go to to Croatia once uh, this all you know COVID ends, and um, and yeah, and visit that that place then. So um, yeah, that, that will be great if if you come. It's not a problem. We will we will uh, free up our time and uh, oh, meet, no meet with you. That's that 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 will be that will be really really great. Yes. Great. Well, looking forward to it. And um, as I said, I'm really looking forward to the Kickstarter, which is out now, time of <laughs> the t- time that this episode is out. So, yeah. um, but people can still back it. And uh, yeah, so thank you very much. And I look forward to, to playing the prologue and to uh, seeing what, what to do next. So thank you very much for joining me, Marco. And we'll definitely keep in touch. <laughs> thank you. That was my interview with Marco from Red Martyr Entertainment. I hope you enjoyed it. And as we mentioned, you can check out his game on Kickstarter. You can check out the free prologue, the yellow mask on Steam, and you can check out their game on Kickstarter and back it if you so wish. So thank you, Marco, uh, for joining me. So that is it for this week. Next week, I'll be joined by Thomas Bex from The Gaming Outsider and Laura Cress from AdventureGamers.com as we will be reviewing the latest games that we have been playing. So 
Until then, take care, everyone. Goodbye. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or a Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you